I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I'm a dog and I'm gonna go to your house and eat your dog shit. Come around to my house. Like, you know, they do free writing, Alistair, as a sort of a way to get an insight into the mind of the deviant. But I also think that if they could just sit there in the therapy room and just start a beat... Yeah, and just see what comes out. Well, yeah, freestyling to see what comes out. <laughs> Freestyle therapy. Um, hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the podcast where we come up with. Fi- oh, you're not. Are we recording? Yes. Five sketch ideas. <laughs> Alistair, this is the first time that you've ever done the introduction to the podcast, and you bail. You struggle to get through. Um, my name is Alistair George William Trombley Birchall, and my name is Andy James Matthews. And welcome very much to you. And very, very much welcome indeed. You know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the full, the full welcome, the, uh, the, the, the triple welcome with Pike. What does the, Pike mean? What, what uh, thing in regular some, life has Pike? I think, uh, well, I wouldn't, Fish? I wouldn't call it regular. Yes, rivers, canals. No, but, but I would say that I, I think, I think, uh, could be, could be figure skating. But I don't know that figure skating really goes into regular life. The truth no. is, Alistair, this is a reference that I've absorbed from somebody else's comedy, and now I'm regurgitating it into our comedy. Whose comedy? John Clark. Okay. Well, I won't understand that. Legendary it's... Australian satirist. And okay. Good, okay. Good man. You know, what's, is, pike, is pike also a medieval weapon? Yeah, pike is a medieval weapon. You could put somebody's head on a pike. Yeah, right. But, yeah. Not, but also, like, the, the fish itself is quite a long, thin, mm. aggressive-looking mm. fish. Do you think that ever leads to confusion, particularly mm. in a medieval context, well, where there's both a lot of fish and a lot of spears about, and mm. a lot of heads that need to be put on things? Yeah, that's possible. If that you... kind of sounds more like a tribal kind of scenario, maybe mm. a tribe... Uh, after there's been some kind of um, medieval apocalypse, yes, and a kind of um, maybe let's say it's 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 an early apocalypse. This is what the, right. it's the film's called, early apocalypse, <laughs> right? Yep. It's set just after the time of King Arthur, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Another time, but then some kind of maybe like a nuclear Merlin accidentally oh no caused a nuclear blast. Part I, of his magic. He I didn't agree read. that's too much power for one man. He didn't understand the science of what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And because a, a, even a, a wizard would come up against science. Sure. I don't think that science doesn't exist mm. in a magical world. Yeah. It's, it's, you've got to have both. Right? Yeah, it's, it's, the, uh, it's the WWE and the uh, WWF. Great. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> They're the two different wrestling 
yeah things and is one wrestling well, one is magic and the other one's science yeah but yeah but those two things don't intertwine wasn't that the thing that they didn't intertwine those two codes uh look alistair See, you're looking too deeply into it. I think maybe it's more like one is the color black and the other one is the color white. Oh, interesting. Okay. You know, and so there's all this area where they intertwine. I would say mostly in the gray area. <laughs> right. But then it's because you rare. Do you ever see stuff with uh, wizards that have unforeseen circumstances? Um. Like 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 unintended consequences of magic. I guess that's a big part of Harry Potter. I think it is a huge part of Harry Potter. I think people doing magic is slightly wrong. Mm, but yeah. that's mostly but that's mostly the problem the spells going wrong. Right, indeed. Not the the spell interacting in- with the with the environment mm-hmm. and causing a nuclear blast. So let's say a lot of energy that's concentrated, heat energy is concentrated yep. in one place. That might cause two uh, two atoms to fuse mm. and then let off uh, an atomic blast. Now, if if somebody like discovered a little bit of magic, mm. right? Like 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 we don't have at the moment we don't have any magic in the world. Mm-hmm. But say we discovered a tiny little bit of magic. Yeah. Like like we just discovered Oculus Repairum, for example. Okay. Right. Yeah, Which is the spell in Harry Potter that is a spell specifically for fixing glasses. Is that actually for just for fixing glasses? Seems to be. Yes. Right. So it fixes glasses. That's all it does. I firstly, I wonder if spells existed before humanity. Like, did that spell exist before glasses? Anyway, it doesn't matter. But but maybe it could also fix your eyes. It could maybe Oculus yes. could or, could do. I don't know. But my question is, if we discovered one little bit of magic in mm. our world, we didn't find any other magic, we just found that little bit, yeah. would we then treat that bit of magic like it is the, you know, like it is atomic technology or something? You know? And would we then try and build a, a thermonuclear oculus repairum pile where we construct glasses in such a configuration, mm. hold them in an electromagnetic field, so that when we do the spell on them, we can get electricity out? You know. It seems to be a good idea. I think, yeah, I think we would definitely try to to weaponize. Weaponize. <laughs> yeah. So maybe kind of like a like kind of like a bear trap. We would build these big glasses. Yeah, great. Like Either the, side of, of Korea a, of like a fortress. Yep. Maybe a Korean fortress. Yeah. They're like on that. ships at sea. Yeah, and then yeah, and you just push these glasses either side of a a big frigate. Yeah, like that. You pass, you know, you pass it underneath, and then you pass it over. You know, it's on either side, and you Oculus repair them mm. like that, and it would clamp on it. Yeah, piercing holes in it, and if the glasses causing it to sink, causing it to sink, probably with your new pair of glasses that you, that were just repaired. Um, they so you lose them. There would be a lot of material oh, costs. That's is what true. I think. Yeah. Yeah. But I think probably no more than with, say, a bomb, for well, example. I know. I think a, a bomb is kind of, like, easier to transport. I think, like, so I think out of the, you know, like that. that easier kind of, than glasses? A huge, gigantic pair well, of glasses. Well, how big are you talking? Like, I, comic novelty-sized glasses, or we're talking? Uh, yeah, I was, I was picturing them bigger than the frigate. Because how would the metal <laughs> pierce through it? <laughs> magic, I suppose. I suppose magic. Yeah, but then would would the magic even allow uh, a set of glasses to repair in through through a something or, or and be and be happy with that? Very yeah. Very often magic is is, is sort of try, would work around like one the glasses would zip around one side of the frigate or something like that because it's magic and it looks more impressive on. I suppose that a would children's hap- movie that would happen if um, 
if they weaponized it but had never tested it before. Right. And they yeah. would well, they'd have to do these tests, I guess, at some isolated atoll. Yeah. In uh, in the Pacific Ocean. Wow, oh, man, those people. I think weaponizing Oculus Repairum is is okay. Is very well. It's not very good, but it's quite okay. Um, you know, it's 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 an interesting thing to explore. But this what's also interesting in that regard would be is the fact that um, in that world where you don't where you've only found a little bit of magic, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you can't you haven't found any. You would use science to find more magic. Yeah, you you would you would try. Yeah, would try. I'm, I'm just not sure if in this world there is any other magic or just that. You know, is it is it funnier that there's only that's the only, only bit of magic? That. Yeah, I guess because we we just tend to think that magic is probably like um, like mathematics. Yeah, you know that you find one bit of it, one plus one. There's bound to be some more mathematics Absolutely. somewhere else. Absolutely, yeah. What else can we add one to? One plus orange? No, that doesn't work. Well, let's keep trying. Yeah, it'd be spooky if there was a limited amount of maths as well. If there was only like one plus one. Yeah. Be so weird. What if you couldn't know divide? What, what if nothing could be divided? Right. You know. What if, like, yeah. once you put two things together, mm-hmm. they could never be split? Now, what about multiplication? Can we still multiply by a fraction? Or do we not have fractions? Well, I don't know how you would have a fraction because a fraction <laughs> involves a division. But I yeah, guess you right. could have a zero point. What about 3. a decimal point? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> you would definitely bring up a, an interesting point, but um. A decimal point, but that, I mean that that does sound dangerously like division, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think maybe this this maths universe would be smarter than that, and it wouldn't allow that. So it there's sounds, only it sounds like it. So I think there would only be whole things, which I guess is why mm. things can't be divided into point three mm. of a thing. Mm. Okay, Inter- only integer amounts of stuff. And so this is the problem: is that as soon as two things get joined together, let's start with something simple. Two balls of Play-Doh. Yep. Right? They are now one ball of Play-Doh and mm-hmm. can never be made smaller. Right. And, yeah, so, and you couldn't, you couldn't say that those two balls of Play-Doh were half a ball of Play-Doh because they were just two balls of Play-Doh. But you had two balls of Play-Doh yeah. and now you have one ball of Play-Doh. So really the number of balls of Play-Doh has been divided by two. So, oh boy! Yeah. So if you start counting things, oh, but the numbers don't actually exist. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it have to be a, it have to be a world in which there's a, like I mean I guess the, the the numbers are immaterial, right? And maybe that's why. But also, well, then it sounds like you could probably divide them as well. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So okay, so there are no numbers. The okay, there are no numbers. Allow All right, any right. numbers? Yeah, like that. So then, or, or then, could it could it be like this? Uh, so just everything. I just cut gets this orange bigger. in half. Now, uh, how much how much orange is in this? There is one half an orange. Is that something? No, Wait. don't worry about it. No, you can't cut things. Yeah, you can't. There's no cutting. There's no knives. And when c- d- cells die on your body, they just stay part of you. Ooh. And also, every breath clings to you. How do you re- reproduce? Eh? How do you reproduce? You so become cells have one. to divide and multiply. They don't. They don't. They just get bigger. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You just get, and so then people, people just start as one little cell, and then they end up as one giant cell. One giant cell. Oh, that's quite cool. And then years, years ago, years ago. I mean, episodes ago, we did come up with uh, 
an, a sketch where biologists are responsible for killing giant micro-organisms. Micro yeah, yeah, because they're the ones that should have stopped this from happening. <clears throat> yeah. Well, they exist. They, 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 those creatures came from a world where there is no division. Yeah. Oh, but no. also, in this world, Jews and Palestine, Palestinians would work... Uh, work or, together. To get work together. Right. Yeah. And they could oh, never work beautiful. apart. But that's the thing. Once they started working together, they could never work apart. Well, I like it. Yeah. Um, I wrote a thing down on my hand. Yeah. Can we go back? Sure. Is that right? Or do you think there's something in this maths thing? I don't know. I think maybe it's a bit obst- obscure. Um, I, uh, I was wondering, well, maths is universal. That's true, yeah. Um, I was wondering if, you know, like, like a head on a spike, right? You put a head on a pike in a medieval battle. Yeah. People think the that's... The fish sp- or the... A stick. Yeah, you know, a pointy, pointed stick. Okay, right. Right? People think that's barbaric, mm. right? But is it, is it any more barbaric than just leaving that head lying around <laughs> on the ground? I mean, I... I mm. Vlad the Impaler, people thought he was a barbarian, but I think... He was just fastidious. It was. It's very. It's very. He's a very tidy guy. Yeah, it's like you know, you got all these receipts. Where are you going to put them? On a little spike. On a little spike. You yeah. got all these enemies. You want to keep them organized. Do you, you don't think, want them cluttering up the desk. Do you think an accountant who takes good good care of organizing the rece- your receipts is a barbaric accountant? I'm. Well, if we have any consistency in this universe, Alistair, then yes. Yeah. That's yes. true. And then what if instead, let's say something less barbaric, you stuck a phone, uh, no, sorry, sorry, a head, uh, a severed head on an iPhone uh. like that. I mean, an iPhone, you wouldn't consider that a barbaric. That's not barbaric. A, a, a tool of the, bar- <laughs> of, of, of the barbaric. It's quite a modern and civilized thing, yeah. isn't it? And so if you were just pushing that in the neck of a severed sort of long mm. dead head. All right. What if instead of putting it on a, a, you know, a metal spike, what if we put the head on a sort of a carbon nanotube, oh, right? Like multi-filament. Single... Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's very futuristic, that's isn't very it? That's very futuristic, yeah. Or what if, what if you say you placed it, you placed the head delicately on a, on a, a well-designed sort of bookshelf? Mm. Is that barbaric? Oh, no, that's good it's, housekeeping. It's Swedish design. <laughs> hey, it's, got it's a, minimalist, is it? It's minimalist and it's got a... You don't have a lot of heads. You just have a few heads around the house just quite tastefully yeah, laid out. A few nice heads. Nice heads. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they've got like a... What are, the, what are those things that hold books up? Bookends? Yeah, you've got bookends on either, either side. So head ends. Head ends. Yep. So they don't tip over. Yeah. Is this, is this, this a sketch? I think, I think like, uh, Vlad the Impaler or whoever, like, defending himself as being, you know, he's, he's, quite, he's actually quite fastidious, right? And I'd like to, you know, and, yeah, I think that that, uh, that Danish design or whatever, mm. like, it, it, within his, what people are calling a fortress of doom, mm. right? But if, once you actually go inside, you see it's actually quite nice. Yeah. And the heads aren't just in a pile, right? They're around the place, and there's just well, a few of them. That's why you gotta you gotta build those big, strong walls is to keep mm. out disorder, right? You know, he just wanted you know a bit of structure, a bit chaos. Of calm. Chaos will 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 you know will, uh, will overrun. Will overrun, mm. and so that's why he had to build that moat, 
and these thick walls. I mean, really, I mean, is this even a joke at this point, Alistair? Because, I mean, a lot of these people, all they did want, I imagine, was order. You know, they just wanted mm. to impose, you know. I mean, I realise we're defending genocide. No, 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 no. No? No, no, we're defending what you do with the bodies after genocide. Right, yeah. yeah. Because, because it is a crime to improperly dispose of a body. That's right. As far as I'm aware. And that was but... the lad that started that. <laughs> But if you do, you know, the right things with it and you keep it neat, mm. then no further crime has been done. Yeah, at least it's limiting, it's limiting the, the uh, atrocity. Yes, a murder was, uh, was committed. Yeah, I can't do anything about that now. No, yeah. the past is the past. Yeah. <laughs> I can only deal with what's in front of me. Mm-hmm. All right, and what that is is a dismembered body. But, you know, what's quite tasteful is to arrange those body parts in order of height. I think that's you know, nice, on a yeah. shelf. Yeah. Right? And you come into a room and it, it feels... Get them at least out of the thoroughfare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, if they're on the floor, they're a tripping hazard. That's right. Right? And that's so an OHS that's issue. That's an OHS issue. Somebody could get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> is there anything in that? I Look, I wrote down, Vlad the Impaler, impaling heads isn't barbaric. Right. But is there anything in specifically in, like, the the... OHS implications of a murder, yeah, and trying to defend, like, like, think about it. In, you know, if 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 you did clean that up or whatever, you think about mm-hmm. it in terms of all the leaving aside that I committed the murder. Okay, let's not let's not dwell on that. All right, the, me committing the murder. Uh, let's put that from your mind. Okay, yeah. let's just say a murder had been committed, yeah. okay? okay, and I happened to be there. Sure. All right? And what I did then was I cleaned up that space, yeah. okay? I mopped up that blood. Great. I piled those body parts in an easy-to-find, you mm-hmm. know, chronological order. Yeah. Right? Think about all the potential deaths that didn't occur mm-hmm. from slippage, yeah. from disease. That's true. You know? Yeah. When I ate those body parts, yeah, I was right. disposing of them in such a way that they're not going to fester. They're not going to yeah, cause, cause mm-hmm. sort of bacterium infections. Exactly. So, you know, okay, so leaving aside, I, I, I actually saved several lives that day. I Look, I think that uh, you this roll is it all, all into one. Yeah, I think it's all rolled into one. I appreciate that, you know, it started with just impaling a head on a, on a, mm, on a pike, mm, right? Mm. But to be honest, Andy... I'm sorry, fish or stick? Uh, well, in my mind... So it's 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 an early apocalypse, right? Yeah. Merlin caused that thing. Yeah. And then now a a sort of a a, a lesser civilized people, like a people who right. have had uh less buildings and uh sort of catapults sort yep. of paddle up to this land. There's pointy sticks aplenty. Mhm. Uh and whoever caused a lot of the murder, possibly yeah. Mer- M- Merlin, mm. murder in Mel- <laughs> Merlin, as Trump calls Merlin. him. <laughs> Merlin. Merlin. <laughs> <laughs> Old murder in Merlin. Oh, Alistair. Murder in Merlin. Say what you like about Trump. He, get, he, like, he pronounces his slurs. <laughs> You slur your slur. I'm just going to try and say it fast <laughs> and see if I can get it right. Murder and Merlin. I did it. <laughs> you did it. I did it. You did it. There you we just go. needed a run-up. Yeah. Um, and so then 
There's heads aplenty on the ground. Mm. Not, not, whoever <laughs> murder in Merlin. Heads aplenty. Murder in Merlin was not as tidy as Vlad. He was Left not. Left these heads everywhere. Messy murder in Merlin. Yeah. There's pikes, sticks, and mm. there's pikes, fish. Mm. Just You stick a bucket in the water and you're picking it up. There's pikes coming out there. Somebody says to one of the oh, one of the one of these idiots who's <laughs> just put paddled all, up, put all these fish on the pikes, and and? Uh, and I guess there's two separate people. One who starts sticking the heads on the pointy sticks to kind of get them out of the way. Maybe. You said put all these fish on the spikes. Did oh. you mean heads? <laughs> Andy, this is not going anywhere. No, it's, it's just... not, Al. It's not. It's okay though. Yeah, I quite like the visual of them paddling up the river. Pat, yeah. I was, I was quite taken with that. You did a little thing, you know. Mm. That's some kind of a long boat. Yeah, it was a really long boat. Yeah, real long boat. Yeah. Um, is is there anything in? Ugh, I hate even saying it, but like a a prehistory Trump parody kind of thing like you know what is what is to be got out of that i'm not sure i'm not sure well, like, what about like, this like, wait wait yep. you know there's there's uncivilized people but yes. could there be people who are too civilized oh hyper civilized yeah hyper civilized to the point oh, is that kind of like the vulcans in uh, in star trek yeah you know yeah, they're yeah. super logical but maybe maybe not right like um but i guess because they they don't understand uh, emotion mm. they're they're kind of uncivilized in a way right yeah indeed very often they behave in quite a brutal way that's right because yeah okay so this is what is it they've got very very good manners yeah right to the point where everything's formalities mhm we um, no we're describing the british i think the british yeah <laughs> Uh, but maybe I mean the British did did do some quite impolite things that's such as true, murdering. That's true, but they, a lot of it they didn't do in Britain. And that's true, though. Oh, but yeah. then also a lot of it I think they did in Britain. They as well. They also did murder <laughs> themselves a lot as well. That seemed to be a country that had a lot of. So, yeah. so they're more polite than the British in that they never murder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they're so oh, the well, Swiss. But what 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 do people like that do when they get attacked? Who are people who are super polite? Do they just develop very strong defensive tactics? Well, I wonder if there's like if there could be a militarized version of passive aggression, right? Like, how could you deploy mm. that kind of thing and like very very powerful manners mm. uh, on on a military scale? Well, you know, like like instead of a catapult, you have a huge machine with a long arm that you use for shaking hands. So I mean, that's lovely. Maybe it, like you know, maybe you could have. Sort of guided missiles that do that. Yeah, they could do it. You know, more more people more quickly. Well, shake the hands of like fifty to a hundred people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At then, a time, and then go up in the sky and blow up. Yeah, okay. Because um, they got to do that. But what about if the whole their whole people mm. live inside these kind of metallic eggs that have like sort of a grate at the front, sort of like a I don't know, like a like a like a Mickey like a Mickey Mouse outfit or something like that, you know. <laughs> Yeah, like that, and these eggs are indestructible. Now this is the uh, the Daleks. Is it? Do, or does something live inside the yeah, Daleks? Yeah, yeah. There's like this sort of blobby crab type thing. Yeah, anyway, but you but, go. But these are these don't try these to. They're very polite. These, do, yeah, they're very polite, and you just can't hurt them. Mm. So, like, if you try to attack them, they go. Well, I understand what you're trying to say there. I'll just get out of your way. Pardon me for a moment. Yeah, like that's that. really interesting. Like that. But 
But at some point they um do they, they just... do they maybe arrive on Earth? I like maybe they arrive on Earth from another planet, mm. right? And they that sounds and... quite uninvited. That sounds quite rude. <laughs> well, maybe there was a there was an outstanding invitation. Or maybe there was we we'd issued an invitation that we didn't realize. I suppose they sent out a signal. Yes, we contacted them back. They understood yeah. our signal. Yeah, they said, "Yeah, come here." I guess mm. like that because uh, you know we. we we're like, well, what are the chances of making contact with an alien civilization? Yeah, you show up, very polite. But then, they, but then they can't be destructed, dis- destroyed. No. they respond to every attack with an apology. Yeah, and maybe a gift, mm. a small gift yeah. to try and repair the the, the rift. I, I think this is, I think this is funny. An yeah. indestructible aliens, uh, alien species that, that are over civilized, uh, over civilized, too polite. And uh, we we can't get rid of them, and I imagine we want to get rid of them because we find it irritating, right? The mm. you know the the person who is constantly apologising or his yeah just too careful or whatever so just, it is. So they're just constantly kind of just ro- like not not necessarily rolling. I picture them kind of like sort of half hovering, half just walking under the egg kind of thing. Maybe it's maybe it's a, maybe it's kind of a roll like a. You know, like when you just get like a a ball, you know, like one of those. Oh, where do you see that? Like a ball that's like in a in a joint thing, but then it it's a multi directional, like an all directional wheel. Mm. Oh, I work? think BB eight in Star Wars is a bit like that. Isn't yeah, it? but more like like you know the the ball is kind of like half. Okay, covered. like like one of those things that 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 there was a period of time when well those computer sort of a computer mouse, mm. but like some computers would oh, yeah. have. A ball a that ball you rolled around. Oh, I tell you what, if you had one of those, you were a weirdo. <laughs> yeah, fucking weirdo. What about those? They're more accurate. What I about that care. little furry like nubbin in the middle of the keyboard that you could sort of push around? Oh, yeah, a little clitoris. Oh, a little, yeah. little, little mouse clitoris. <laughs> Who thought that people were going to enjoy pushing that little nubbin around? And, uh, <laughs> and it was that. it was kind of furry, wasn't it? Or like, yeah. like textured in some way. Kind of like. T- Felt a bit like the, t- the like the maybe like an Ewoks clitoris. Yeah, well, it's kind of like the like it was like a pool table's clitoris. Right. <laughs> How about this next? Every sketch? every every pool table has a clitoris. Has a clitoris. Just <laughs> just above each in front of each of those holes. After you sink the black, <laughs> you have to give the table an orgasm. <laughs> That's the last part. Oh. <laughs> I think it's a nice addition to pool. And it would be a thing that your your everyday sort of billiards player is probably not used to. Right, right. Well, I mean, I think because because the the game of billiards is already rife with sexual imagery with the balls and the sticks and the holes, right? Oh, but man. it's from a very very masculine centric sort of thing where it's just you're just you know. Mm-hmm. Doing what you want. Oh, God. I don't know. I don't, I don't necessarily see... The... Uh, I've been talking for too long, Alistair, and I've, I've covered with regret. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just... I think I like... <laughs> um, uh. Like, it's just, it's just the same world. Everything is the same. Yeah. Except for pool, every pool table has a clitoris. <laughs> does it have one or does it have six? 
No, no, it has one clitoris. Really, just one. Yeah, yeah, just it's just a pool. It's like 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 the pool table is a hu- has a is a human body. Sure, but it's got six holes. Yeah, I know, but they're not vaginas. Okay. I don't see the stick as a penis. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and I don't see the ball as a testicle. I just see to... the table as having a clitoris. <laughs> That's all it is, Amy. It's no, it goes no further. <laughs> I'm not a weirdo like you. All right? Who sees all this imagery? <laughs> it holes and sticks, okay? Or I'm just a man who thinks that a green table, a green six-legged table, has one clitoris. Yeah, but it's a part of the game. A reasonable thing and to that think. A, and that a table can also experience an orgasm. <laughs> and that the table shakes. Do like... the legs just go out from under it? Or... <laughs> no, no, the legs. <laughs> Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Don't go out from under it. No, it just has a glitterous <laughs> and it experiences orgasms it, and it shakes. It shakes like in the spin cycle of a washing machine, right? <laughs> like that. It starts to shake a little bit like a purring cat. Yeah, like that. Okay, right. And then it builds up and then it's like once it's in the fits of of the full-blown orgasm, it's like mm-hmm. it's moving like there's an earthquake. <laughs> like a small, like a 3.1 earthquake. Like that, right? And and it's just the world is a slightly different place because of the table. But when that originally happens, when this universe is affected by this change, mm-hmm. it is exactly the same. But the universe has changed immensely by this tiny change because of the kind of people who play pool and, you know, who now have to learn how to please a table in a similar way that you would have to please uh, a clitoris on a regular vagina. A pool table being an irregular vagina. (laughs) (laughs) And then... It's it's maybe, then what are the consequences of you not doing this? You can just finish your game of pool. It's, and a, then... it's a whole sitcom, a sort of a normal sitcom, just like Friends, right? Yep. But instead it's called, of instead of hang, have a clitoris. instead of hanging out at the Central Perk with <laughs> with Gunter, right? They hang out at a pool lounge, and all the pool tables have clitorises. <laughs> so, it's it's. It's just a it's just a thing about people. It's just a show about people and relationships. But the only way in which the universe is different to here is sure. pool tables have clitorises. And the show <laughs> is called Friends and Pool Tables with Clitorises. Oh, okay. Or Friends and Pool Tables have clitorises. <laughs> friends butt? <laughs> yeah, friends butt. Pool tables have clitoris. 
because it would be nice to be able to write it. Okay, okay, now, the word but has really sold me on this. <laughs> because I feel we can now remake every piece of popular media <laughs> with this tagline. <laughs> and... and <laughs> And then do we? And then whether I feel like we could just. Oh wow! But do we? Do we actually even then have to see any scenes with the pool table, or do we just occasionally hear it mentioned from off screen? Can we just revoice the existing footage. Sure, occasionally, it's just they mention. There's just a loud moan as they go past a bar. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody says, "That's like a pool table's having a good time." (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Moby Dick, but pool tables have clitorises. Well, I don't know, Andy. Oh, well, that's. (laughs) Everybody the hardest we've ever laughed on the podcast. <laughs> I think we don't I think I think in order for it to much like, you know, because you gotta think about the critics. You gotta think about the critics. I always do. I always who would, do. Who would be reviewing this? I think in order to justify the pool tables having clitorises. It, I'm not they, interested if they, we have to justify. No, no, no. But, but, I mean, I think we're writing this thing ourselves, and it's and it's like Friends, but in many ways it's not like Friends, so that we can also retain the the the, the rights. Okay, so you do you you want to see a, a totally new, creative, you know, intellectual property, yeah. based around this idea. Absolutely. But yeah. you also want it to be a pretty run of the mill sitcom, right? Yeah, I want it to be a run-of-the-mill sitcom. Yeah. Um, so it's called, like, Weekdays or something like that. Oh, I think it's called Friends But Pool Tables <laughs> Have Clitorises. <laughs> okay, well, we're already running into some... <laughs> I mean, for a man who wanted to avoid potential intellectual copyright uh, issues... Yeah. You're playing with fire, Alistair, that's no, all I'm but saying. I think you can have a sitcom with the word friends in it without... <laughs> Like it's not friends. Well, in you're inviting comments. comparisons at the very least. No, I know, but there's a lot of TV shows about a group of friends, but there's no TV shows <laughs> in which that group of friends lives in a universe where pool tables have clitorises. Earlier today, we were discussing the problems of plot and story, and you know, in writing narrative, mm. and uh, so, you know, reading somebody's point of view that stories, you know, there's a limited number of stories, and they're very hard to come up with. But I think we've found. A totally new one. One of the unique. Well, <laughs> I was playing anyway. I went out with my friend Jimmy last night for uh, for a game of pool. Oh yeah. Yeah, and my girlfriend started getting really jealous. I bet. <laughs> so anyway, that's one of the many scenes that we yeah, can yeah, yeah. have in the show. Oh, um, that's that's good. Yeah. I, I imagine you have to chalk up the tip of your finger as well before you do it in that little bit of that little bit of chalk. <laughs> <laughs> and I want everyone to know that it, it's not, it's not, well, I don't think. What do you want everyone to know, Alistair? I don't because think, I feel like you're not going to regret what you're about to no, say. No, I don't think it will look like a human clitoris. 
Oh, okay, right. I think it will sort of be a little bit closer to the clitoris on the on the computer mouse. Okay, sure. Yeah. Well, that's where we started. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah. Um, if I was a producer, I'd give that the green light straight away. Yeah, the fuzzy green light. Because, yeah, the is fuzzy it, green light. Is there a... That they use for all the pool table related yeah projects projects <laughs> um, is there nobody a... puts hair on a light nobody does there's no hairy lights like I mean we've I can... tried every color of light what about trying some different textures yeah I mean because I can I can understand that there's not a history of of putting hairs on lights because lights used to just be fire right, right? yes and even after that they were incandescent bulbs create a lot of heat and mm-hmm. fibers were pretty much exclusively natural of one kind or another yeah and therefore flammable yeah. right but but in this day of carbon nanotubes carbon nanotubes and uh leds and silicone and silicone i think we can finally make a hairy light and i don't mean those lights that have a bunch of uh, like oh, f- op- fiber optic, fiber optic things, and they look blue at the end of the tip of the fiber. Fuck off! Fuck you! That's not hair. That's yeah. fiber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I just wanted to get that out. <clears throat> this is um. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there anybody pitching a hairy light? Um, I think I think a hairy light. I think it could be something. Like, you, know, you know, you have the blue light disco, right? The blue hair disco. The, the hairy light disco. The hairy light disco. <laughs> um, and then, but, like, how does the hair affect affect the light? I suppose it would mask some of it. <laughs> okay. So it's like a lampshade. Yeah, I it. think it would be great as, like, a, yeah, it's an alternative to a lampshade. Mm. I think it would be great as a nightlight. You, know, you want a little bit of light, but you don't want mm. too much light. So kids could be good for kids, like having that in their room. When... Well, we really don't make any furry animals. Like there's a lot of kids' toys that mm. are furry and a lot of kids' toys these days that have lights on them. Yeah. But I, I haven't seen any, like, furry toys that glow. Yeah. Right? I, th- I reckon we could get that going. Like, yeah, like, like a glowing like... teddy bear, like a glowing orange, like quite a nice warm... Color teddy bear. This feels like it's finally doable. Yeah, yes. you know, f- a, a, f- a glow in the dark tickle me Elmo. I yeah, but not can... glow in the dark. <laughs> no, but I mean, like lights in a way are glow in the dark. In a way, they are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the sun is glow in the dark. <laughs> the fuck. <laughs> everything is glow in the dark. No, not everything. Only oh, light no. sources. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm kind of, what's like, I'm kind of shadowy in the dark. Mm. Mm. <laughs> All right. So, okay, cool, cool. I'm just, I'm just, is, is there something about, it we could do with that, that the idea that, that every light is glow in the dark, like that's, the, the, the sun being glow in the dark is, yeah. is, a, is a good observation that I really appreciate. I just Thanks. want you to know that. Thank you very much. Um, I mean, uh, you know, it's sort of the earth is kind of glow in the dark as well, though, isn't it, right? Because it's reflecting. The light. Would you count that as glowing? Maybe you oh, well, wouldn't. It's, it's reflecting in the dark. Yeah, yeah. right. But it's okay. also reflecting in the light. Yeah, especially. It's mostly in the light that it's reflecting. Because <laughs> I think if the sun went out, then it wouldn't be reflecting. Okay, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. 
Oh. Um, do you want me to just put down in brackets down here, not a sketch idea? Yeah, sure. Um, sun yeah. is glow. glow in the dark. But then, yeah. it, are we, are, do we get anything out of the hairy lights? I don't think. I don't think we do. But I, I, I think if there are any toy manufacturers listening, yeah, a glowing teddy bear with a light inside it, yeah, it's not hot or anything, and it's, it's safe. Not, it's not a hot toy. No, no, it's not going to catch fire, but it's just got sort of slightly translucent. It's not gross. It's not like blue or green or some shit. It could be though. No, it could be, but what that's a, down a, the track when oh. we're trying to diversify the line. We're starting out with a nice brown. Sort of, Brown, healthy, hearty, you know, warm, glowing teddy bear. Yeah. Like a, okay, it's a bear. So it's just a regular bear. It's classic. We're not bear. pushing anything too far, okay? We're creating a first glowing furry toy. Yeah. Okay, we don't want to. Where's the light source? Is it right in the core of the bear? Is it it's the... in the core of the bear. It's in the heart. Is it in the heart? Or is there lights all the way through it so that it's, it's sort of got well, an quite even nice. distribution? Like a, yeah, okay, I'm going with that now. Yeah. Yeah. It and looks like it's just descended from heaven or something. Yeah, like. so it's a bit like Monty Burns in that episode where he's radioactive. Correct. Yeah. Is the is the bear bringing us love? Warmer. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, and so I guess it's like toys that you don't. If you're designing a toy, you don't really have to think about how kids are playing with it because it doesn't seem like people who design teddy bears ever thought about how kids were going to play with it. No, and it doesn't seem like most people who manufacture toys really think about the consequences or anything at all. They just get it out of the market and then recall it later on when the kids start to die. Yeah, that's a good system. Mm. It saves you time anyway. It does. It gets it onto the shelves. Yeah. Lower, <laughs> Let's lowers, rush this out. It lowers your overheads. Mm. Yeah. Your underheads are your body. Lower your overheads mm. is... Uh, wait for it. Thing that happens when tent falls down. No, um, about what about when you when you bring your hat down? Oh yeah. Because you're feeling shifty while you're playing a game of poker cards. You try to not give away your face. You lower your overheads. Yeah. Oh, that's good too. Alistair. Yeah, we've come to a dead end. We did it. Did we? Did we? It. we came oh, to a dead end. Oh my! Well, uh, should I just write down <laughs> Harry Light? Harry Light's not a sketch idea. Oh, no, we still got a bit of time. All yeah, right. we got a bit of time. Okay. We got a bit of time. We got a lot of love to give. We got a lot of love to give, Andy. Clearly. By the um, way, everybody, we got a lot of love to give to you guys. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's see. Nessie. Nessie. Um, like Loch Ness. Loch Ness. The, the, the uh, aquatic mystery yeah. animal. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, that's already been... It's been mined a lot. It has been mined, yeah. I mean, it 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 fits within a sort of the a, a an arm of the family of, of the animal kingdom mm. of the imaginary animals, which I don't think they ever talk about. You know, we talk a lot about the fish and the uh, the insects mm. and the vertebrates, but you know, do we ever talk about the imaginary ones? Because I think that's quite. I think, and I think there's quite a lot more. Imaginary ones, probably, that science has yet to discover. Well, you know what you know, it's made me wonder just <clears> then is, uh, is that there would be a sort of an evolutionary tree of, of imaginary animals mm. because um, I guess it would somehow be interlocked with the real animals because uh, you would have, um, you know, people would have come up with an idea but also often would have just been based off of a, a real thing. Right. But then also they would have come up with other ideas based off of things that kind of don't exist. Maybe you kind of can't come up with, a, you know, a, you know, a Bigfoot, but then later on you came up, you know, then that might have come off of a bear, mm. and then maybe the idea of a Bigfoot, you know, you got the Yeti. 
Is there a thing about like the 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 person who does come up with these things, mm. right? Having a sort of a job, like like a scientist who would discover fossils, right? Mm. There's also a scientist who makes up animals. Well, there are cryptozoologists, right? But they're people who, very there, often who try and find these who animals. Invest in Bitcoin. <laughs> exactly. It's a very modern joke. It's very modern, yeah. Alistair. That probably only really hit, you know, peak relevance in the last two weeks, I reckon. Yeah, yeah last two months, maybe. Well, maybe. Yeah. E- enough, enough that people could, could possibly get it, you know. Um, but uh, I, think, I think somebody who, 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 who imagines these animals in the first place, right? Because somebody has to come up mm. with them. Yeah. Right? And I think it's good that, that we have somebody who's just sitting there and being like, uh, okay, um, it's a. Uh, it's called Gravno, gra- gra- and uh, it's a. It's a. It's a toad, um, but it's got wings like a, like a bat, and uh, it lives in outer Spain. Is that a thing? Outer Spain? Is that a place? Yeah. Okay. Not outer no. Spain. What, like, was that like? What like France? France. <laughs> 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 you can't, you can't come up with an imaginary animal. Animal, and then just say it lives in France. <laughs> it's it's got to be somewhere remote and little studied. And so, and I think maybe it's kind of like there's there's parallels between a, a biologist and a crypto or a, yeah, or a zoologist yeah. and a cryptozoologist. And so, what he's doing is like we're talking about him. He's talking about his job. His mm. job is to come up with uh, new mythical animals mm. and imaginary mm. animals. Or animals that we think are real, yeah, like that, right? Yeah, great. Might be real that you know, uh, and are yet to prove that they're real, right? Uh, and uh, but he's talking about or how, aren't real or aren't real, yeah. yeah. But I guess every animal that isn't real is one that we're yet to prove that it is real. Indeed, yeah. Um, and he's talking about how hard it is these days to come up with a new animal because a lot of most of the good fake animals have already been made, <laughs> <laughs> invented. <laughs> Dragon, giant. God, I wish I'd come up with that. <laughs> Ghost. It was so easy. Ghost. <laughs> so easy back then. Oh, Basically, you just look at something and then say that, but bigger. <laughs> and maybe flying. Maybe flying. Yeah. You know, these uh, days it's so hard. Yeah, and you know, obviously, you know, a gentle. People love a gentle giant. Mm. But. Uh, you know. They didn't like mine from maniacal giant. They said that just goes under regular giant. Oh. With I a mean, mood disorder. My friend Kev, mm. he came up with the with all the wares. Oh, so he was onto a good thing yeah. when he came up with that prefix. Where wolf, where bear, where owl, <laughs> where dog, where cat. Like yeah. that, and he was getting paid per creature. <laughs> per creature, that was a good solid two weeks. Was yeah, he was mining that vein. He just went through a, a dictionary. That was fifteen grand. Fifteen grand. He's he doesn't have to work anymore. <laughs> he's got fifteen grand. <laughs> he's set up for life. Oh, he put it all in Bitcoin. He put it all in Bitcoin. He's a cryptozoologist. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that's funny. A guy who comes up with. Oh. I mean, what do you people want? I mean, come on. 
He's a character. He's a wacky character. He does stuff. You know, he comes up with things. He, he thinks. I don't know. He, he 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 thinks that the the infinite the infinite of the infinite infinite. The infinite of cre- possible creativity is somehow limited, and limited. that there's only, and that there's <laughs> and all the, and all the good stuff's been the taken. Good stuff's been taken. I mean, that's a very that's a great character flaw. Yeah, and it is making a satirical point, Alistair, which is that a lot of the mythical creatures are actually pretty boring, right? Like dragons, sure. I'll admit, are pretty cool, but most of the other ones mm. are just like, well, that's very close to something that already exists. Yeah, it's just you know, like it, a... it's it's close enough to something that exists that you could probably find some blurry photos or a bit of hair or something that like a, convinces you that that thing is real. Like a dire wolf? That's just a big, it's just more a big aggressive wolf. wolf. It's just a wolf that's closer than you thought it was. Yeah. What about the the rock? Uh, like a rock? You know, that's just that a... That was a big eagle. That was a huge eagle. Mm. You know? Uh, what about that one that is the dragon with three heads? Is that a thing? You know, oh, the, the Hydra? One? Yeah, Hydra. It's just a dragon with three heads. And then they added the part where if you cut off the head, it comes back. That's pretty good. Yeah, I guess the Greeks, they did a lot of the good mythical stuff. Mm. The Minotaur would have been great the first time you the came up Greeks with that. Greeks spent a lot of time on that. On, on, on coming thing. up with the Big weird animals. Cryptozoology. And not culture. enough time inventing the arch, in my opinion. No, they didn't invent the arch. They never no, got the it. Romans had to do that. I'm sorry, I can't invent the arch. I'm coming up with a bull oh, with the penis of a squid. <laughs> oh, this is a good one. Look at that. A centaur <laughs> who's always giving the finger. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, we're coming up with... Uh, it's a turtle that comes up with mathematical theorems. <laughs> well, it's very close to Zeno's paradox. That's very good, Al. Thank you very much. Well... I'm gonna take us yeah, let's through. Take us take us through it like it's a um, let's say uh, an airport uh, security uh, device that they're only just introducing. Maybe the one that does a full body scan or something. Take Great. us through it. So slowly and slowly, yes. With fear that you might get radiation poisoning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, well, first we got weaponizing Oculus Repairum. So it's a universe in which there's only a tiny bit of magic, and it's that. It's that one spell from uh, Harry Potter that fixes glasses, and then people try, and then the military gets their hands on that, <clears> and they try to find ways of bringing down ships and yeah. airplanes pl- and people. But also generating generating electricity, electricity, turning it into a bomb, and that kind of thing. A lot of people at MIT are very deeply involved in this. Mm. They probably somebody probably find a way to to work the a blockchain through through this. <laughs> I believe he's actually found a way to fix glasses using blockchain. and uh... <laughs> It's very current, Alistair. It's probably only the last two weeks that that's really hit yeah. peak relevance. Okay, then we got Vlad the Impaler, and he's impaling... He- he's, he's, he's talking about how impaling heads on a mm. pike, the wooden stake, uh, isn't barbaric because to leave it on the ground would be more barbaric. Yes. Right? And then it kind of goes into a whole thing about he keeps... Why can't they call me Vlad the Fastidious? Vlad the Tidy. Vlad Vlad the person who cares about OH&S. Yeah. Right? And then it kind of keeps escalating until the point he's just got, you know, he's got these beautiful Swedish uh, design shelves and Mm. he's placing the heads delicately. I don't just impale. No. And that the reason that he attacks and and has built fortresses is to keep out uh, the chaos and disorder 
uh, you know, because he likes a nice minimalist design. He likes a bit of bloody peace and quiet. You know, is that so much to ask for? But you know what? A, a, a severed head is not just a deterrent. You know, it can also be a thing that doesn't have to just push away. It can also bring in some joy into your life, like in the interior de- decor. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of the times, like things that are quite brutal mm. can take on a stark beauty. Mm. You know, like some, uh, you know, some uh, like brutalist, starless... Oh, sure. <laughs> I mean, that's going to be harder to justify. I was thinking more like, you know, some, some, some Stalinist relics, okay, in mm. Siberia or something. You know, you see them in the right light, you yeah. know, you're like, oh, actually, I can see, you know, what they were trying to do there. Like a black so one to... that makes things look real cool. Yeah. <laughs> A furry black light. A furry black light, mate. Write it down. <laughs> oh, how about this? A farting light. Okay. It's a light, but it makes noise. It makes a farting noise. When Instead it's of a light that comes out, sound. <laughs> it's, a, it's not a flashlight. It's a fart light. <laughs> sound no light but it makes bright colors brighter <laughs> maybe it makes bright colors also far around it no, no Alistair no <sighs> okay glow in the fuck <laughs> oh. alright okay here we go um, tell you what there's been some childish laughing yes. throughout this um Indestructible alien species that are too polite, and so they've they've come here upon our request because they've we we'd made contact mm, with an alien mm, species, mm. and then and f- from from that point on they've kind of just felt like they were yeah, in yeah. our way, and they kind of they 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 just end up roaming out of the uh, through our planet trying to like oh so sorry like that, and they kind of give us a gift, and then they they scooter off, and so then they kind of become a bit of a pest, but they're indestructible, and they live in these weird eggs. <sighs> yep. Uh, then of course we have every pool table has a clitoris, um, which is, and then it 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 it's the basis for the uh, the sitcom. sitcom Friends. But pool tables have clitorises, <laughs> and it's just seeing how the world would be different. It's a very similar, you know, could be just like Everybody Loves Raymond, or mm. you know, Secret Life of Us, which is an Australian program that maybe maybe many of you haven't seen, but also like a bit like Friends. But I don't want to I don't want to play up that comparison too much, and then but then how is their world the same, but also different. For a man who doesn't want to play up that comparison, you are absolutely... Alistair, you're going so close to the line, and I really admire that, mm, you know? I know. Because a lot of cowards who didn't want to play up that comparison yeah. wouldn't have put the word friends in the title. Yeah. I know, that's why I'm calling... you're not a coward. That's why I'm calling our, our sketch show The Mighty Boosh, but sci-fi... And with Andy and Alistair. With Andy and Alistair. No, we are doing a sketch show at the Comedy yeah, Festival in, this year in Melbourne, uh, but it'll be called now... Andy Matthews and Alistair Trombley, Rachel Sci-Fi sketch, sketch ex- comedy experience. No, there's no comedy in there. It's just oh, I'm sketch pretty sure experience. We put comedy in there. I think I put comedy in there. Oh my god. Anyway, I'm sorry. I put comedy in our show, Alistair. Oh my god. And yeah. then we've got the cryptozoologist, whose job it is to come up with animals. Yeah. Right. If we set that in the future, right? We set sci-fi. That in, that's sci-fi. <laughs> 
so. Um, we look. I tell you what, you don't have to listen to this podcast, but okay? you do. But you do, and so. And we short. We take advantage of that fact week in and week out. Yeah, and we keep making them because you're listening. And because is we this would... week in or is this week out? Would you I can't, say? I can't remember. I can't oh. keep. I can't keep track. <laughs> can't keep track. Week in, week out. Um, we're on the Planet Broadcasting Network, and with, with a bunch of fine podcasts. Weekly Planet. Yep, those guys. Oh, also, I appeared on an episode. <gasps> Sans Pants Radio. Sans Pants Radio. And we're both on... going to be doing a live podcast. Yeah. Uh, coming out soon, I this, think. With this Sans Friday. Pants. Yeah, but I don't know when it's coming out. Oh, right. That's what I said, but but out. it's on Plumbing the Death Star that I appeared. That's mm. because they're a whole network. Yeah. Now, there's, there's cross-network promotion happening here. Yeah. Right? Well, within our promo for Planet Broadcast. Because um, all Rising Tide, right? What does it do? It, it lifts all ships, mm-hmm. but does drown all people who have their feet stuck in the sand. That's right. So? Yeah. Well, hopefully we have a ship. A yes. Um, you can... Donate to our Patreon. Um, you have a two, two in the think two tank in, on Patreon. Yeah. And, and uh, you can... Uh, find us on Facebook and Twitter at and, Two in Tank. Uh, yep. I'm at Stupid Old Andy. And I'm at Alistair TB. George Matthews produces the podcast and does a bloody good work yeah. job whenever I remind to... Remember, whenever I remember to give him the podcast to edit. Yeah. and uh, Really good. The only other thing we have to tell you is that we, we love you. you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.